This is a Coastal Community Church podcast. For more information about Coastal Community Church, please visit coastalcommunity.tv. to share with you guys this morning. Actually, Pastor TJ is on his way back, actually on a flight right now, back from Africa, 17-hour flight, so I am glad I am not with him right now. So anyways, he is on his way back, and he just asked me to share this weekend kind of from my heart and some things that God's doing in my life, and most of the time, I like to come with a message of something that I got figured out. Like, I've mastered this, I'm good at this, I've overcome this, you know, I'm good. But this time, as I'm preparing my message, God just began to wreck me inside. So this message is going to come from a place where I'm preaching to myself as well. So you guys, bear with me because first service, I got a little emotional in one part, and it's just because God is just doing some things inside of me. So I'm learning, I'm growing at the same point, and you guys can learn and grow with me this morning. So I want to ask you guys a question. How many of you guys have pet peeves? Every single one of y'all should have your hand up because I know every single one of you, there is something that annoys you. Okay, but for me, it's like, have you ever been behind the slow car in the fast lane? Drives me crazy. I'm like, seriously, it's usually a lady. Seriously, lady, can't you see this is the fast lane and people are getting out of this lane, waving at you a little bit, and then getting back in front of you? Like, move out of the stinking lane. Get a clue. Or what about, okay, so TJ and I went on vacation recently, and we were flying back from California, And when we landed, you know, everybody's like getting up and getting their luggage and stuff like that. But see, everybody knows that you let the row in front of you go out first. Not on this flight. There was this lady behind me, and she was like getting all her stuff and trying to push through people. And I just wanted, everything within me wanted to rise up and be like, girl, you better sit your behind down. Because I am getting off this plane that I've been on for five hours, and I'm not sitting here anymore, so chill. I didn't do that, but that's how I felt. Like, pet peeves, man. This is the worst one. One time I was sitting in a waiting room, and there was nobody in the waiting room. And this person walks in, and they sign in, and out of all the places that they can sit in the waiting room, guess where they sat? Right there. And I was like... Really? All the places, and you had to sit right here. And I was like, excuse me, I have to use the restroom. And I, like, got up, went to the bathroom, came back, and, like, sat on the other side of the waiting room because I was like, girl, you're all up in my space. And those things just, like, drive us crazy, and there's things that we all have that just annoy us to death and just drive us crazy. But here's the thing about pet peeves. They annoy us because they inconvenience us. They annoy us because somebody's in our space. They annoy us because someone is bothering us. It is about us. And see, here's one thing that I know. Every single one of us is madly in love with someone. We are totally head over heels madly in love with someone. We are madly in love with the person that we stare at in the mirror every single day. 
every day. We love us. Some of you guys are like, oh no, Shayla, you don't know me. I do not love me. I can't stand myself. I do not love me. Well, let me put it this way. Have you ever taken a group photo? You take the picture and then you turn it around. Who's the first person you look at? You. Because you love you. And we all have this problem is that we love us and we're concerned with us. And how does this make me feel? And how is this going to affect me? And we walk through life and all we look at is how is this affecting my life? Because we love us. And I titled this message, Don't Miss the Point. Because here's what I think happens in life. Have you ever met that person that you could tell them over and over and over again, but they never get the point? Everybody knows one of those people. But I think that's us in life. It's so many times we miss the point of what God is trying to do in us and through us. And so many times we're walking through life and we're thinking, I need to be focused on my career. And where's my life going? And oh my gosh, I have all these problems. And we're continuing to focus on like the direction of our life and trying to accomplish all these things or try to attain all these things or accumulate all of these things. And we miss the point of what God first and foremost created us for, and that was to serve and to love other people. You know what? Jesus came to this life to serve. And I think so many of us look at our life and we say, you know what, I was called to be a doctor. I was called to be a pastor. I was called to be a mom. I was called to be a banker. I don't know what it is for you. We say, I'm called, I'm called, I'm called. No, first, we were called to be a servant. We were called to serve and to love others. In Matthew, or Mark, I'm sorry, 10, 43 through 45, it says this. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be a slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Too many of us are missing the point of why God created you first and foremost in your life. And it was to serve and to love others. I think so many times we're looking at our life and we get so focused on us in the, the position of our life and where we're at. And I think sometimes we have to change the perspective. Because what Jesus is saying right here is saying whoever wants to be great, if you want to do great things in your life, if you want to accomplish great things, if you want to fulfill the things that God has for you, then you know what you have to start doing? You have to start serving those people that are around you. You have to start loving the people that are in your life right now. And I think we need a change of perspective in our life. Because in order to change our position, we have to change our perspective. If we want to do great things, then we have to begin to change our perspective of, I want to accomplish these things, but I need to get into that serve mode first. I need to love the people around me. I need to allow God to use me in my life. And like I told you guys, this is something that God is just messing me up in. Because I like to think that my life is like that. 
But if I'm really honest with myself, I'm selfish. And I want things for me and how it's going to affect me and how I feel. But that's not what God's saying. He's saying if you want these things, then, then humble yourself and start just serving people with no, no expectation of to get something out of it. And this weekend, I want to share with you guys a story out of Luke 19. And it's the story of Zacchaeus. And sometimes we look and we, we study this verse or we preach on this verse and we look at it for the, from the perspective of how Zacchaeus positioned himself to experience Jesus and how he did all of these things in order to have that encounter. But this morning, I want to look at it from the perspective of how Jesus responded to Zacchaeus in that moment. Because, see, Zacchaeus was a man who was not well-liked. He was a tax collector, and everybody knows you don't like tax collectors, okay? So he was a tax collector, and he wouldn't only collect the taxes that were, that were owed to the government, he would also collect more, and he would put it in his pocket, and the Bible says that he was a wealthy man. And it's, he was wealthy is because he was taking from people. And so I'm going to read this verse to you. You guys can open up your Bibles to Luke 19. You can follow along in your notes or on the screen, but it starts in verse 1. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. And I'm going to stop right there for a second because as I was going through this message and I was studying, God just planted something in my spirit. And and what I want to share with you guys is some of you might be passing through something right now. You might be passing through something that's difficult. Something's going on in your marriage. Something's crumbling in your family or in your job, and you are passing through a difficult time in your life. But you know what? That's not the destination. You are just passing through that right now, and you can take courage that what is happening right now, you are just passing through, and there is hope on the other side of that if you will just keep moving forward. So moving on, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through And there was a man there by the name of Zacchaeus, and he was the chief tax collector, and he was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was because he was was so short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead, and he climbed a sycamore tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. And when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up. And I want to stop right here again. Because... Jesus reached this point and he looked up and he saw Zacchaeus from the crowds of people, from all these people that were there. And he stopped and he looked up and he saw Zacchaeus. And I want to tell you right now, no matter what situation you are in, God can see you in your struggling marriage. He can see you in your grim circumstances right now. He can see you in your financial ruin. And he has stopped and he's saying, I see you. And you guys might be facing something today, but God's saying, look, I'm right here and I see you. Moving on. So it says, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. And all the people saw this and they began to mutter. How many of you guys have mutterers in your life? I know I do sometimes. And they say, he has gone to be with the guest of a sinner. 
But Zacchaeus stood up and he said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of all my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. He was in the presence of Jesus for a moment, and his entire life changed. And then Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which is lost. See, every single place that Jesus went, he was touching someone's life. He was seeking out somebody that was in need of him, in need of that attention, in need of what he had to bring. And I want to share with you guys just a couple of thoughts out of this story that I think we can do just like what Jesus did and what Jesus models in this story, I think we need to practice in our life. Because see, as Jesus was passing through, there was somebody there that he took notice of in the midst of the crowds. And so many times in life, we do this. We're rushing along to our destination. It's like we have blinders on. Okay, I have to go to the bank. I have to go to work. I have to take care of the kids. I have to do this. I have to do that. And we are like on this journey, and we know the destination we have to get to sometimes is just the end of the day. We have blinders on to try to accomplish all of the things that we need to get done. And we miss the very opportunities that God has placed before us that day. And so I think the first thing that we need to do and the first thing that Jesus did was we need to stop. And then we need to open our eyes. We need to see things differently. We need to take the blinders off that constantly just keep us in this one mode and we need to stop and we need to open our eyes to the opportunities that are around us on a daily basis. Because there are people that are in your job, in your home, in your family, as you go to Starbucks, at the movies, wherever you are that are hurting, that are broken, that are experiencing the same exact things that you are. And if we will just stop for a moment and just open our eyes to the opportunity that God has placed in our life right now. See, Jesus stopped on his way to the destination and he chose to see Zacchaeus. Do you think he had to stop? Could he have kept walking? Could he? He could have. He could have been like, oh my gosh, that guy's in a tree. That dude is cray-cray, y'all keep walking, you know, and he could have just kept on going. But he chose to stop and to look up and see Zacchaeus. And we have to make a choice in our life to open ourselves up to the opportunities that are there and make a choice to see the things that are around us. Because it is so easy to walk through life like this. And I think we are missing the point so much because we sit here and we say so many times like God help this country help these people in South Florida because they are mean Lord help us but yet we walk by the same people every single day and don't ever take notice of what's happening in their life or we say God use me use me please God use me and then somebody says man our children's ministry is exploding. Like, we have got to get some more volunteers back there. Man, we, we need you. Like, this can, you can affect so many lives. And you're like, God, use me. Use me. Or we're like, God, 
Bring people into my life. Give me opportunity. Help me to make a difference. Lord, just give me opportunities to reach people and make a difference in their life. Do you guys see what I'm saying? Like the opportunities are all around us. But we so many times just have blinders on and we miss the point of what God wants to do in those situations. And he wants to use you. You know, there was um, a time when I was in Bradenton. This was probably like 15 years ago. And a friend of mine and I, we were out running errands, and we were like all in a rush and just in a hurry. And we decided we're going to just swing through McDonald's really quick and just grab something to eat, and then we're going to be on our way. And so as we're turning down the road to go to McDonald's, there's a homeless man standing at the light. And his sign was like hungry and without a home, hungry and homeless. I don't, I don't know what it said. The, the word that stood out to me was hungry. And I remember driving past and then getting in the drive-thru and just that guy was just stuck in my head. And I was like, you know what? Cheeseburger's like 59 cents. Let's buy the dude a cheeseburger and we'll just take it to him when we get to the light and all good. Like, okay, we can do that. So we buy the cheeseburger, we get to the light, we stop, we roll down the window, and we're like handing out the cheeseburger, and we're like, excuse me, sir, like, here's a cheeseburger we bought you at McDonald's, and he's like, oh, thank you, I'm a vegetarian. I was like, you're, excuse me, you're what? And I was like, well, give it to your friend, I mean, come on. And I, walk, and I left there, and I started getting like, seriously? Like, you're going to say you're hungry, but then you're going to say you're a vegetarian? Like, what's up with that? And I was getting frustrated, and I was getting mad. Like, how could, how could that be? And then God began to deal with my heart, and he said, I didn't ask you to control the outcome of that. What I asked you to do was to open your eyes and see someone. And I don't know that that man wasn't there to that day saying, like, man, people are just so nasty and so mean and so, like, hurtful. And that that didn't make a difference to him. That my job is not to determine what happens by my act of, of surrender or my act of kindness. My job is to just open my eyes and see it. See, I think you can change someone's tomorrow by opening up your eyes today. In Philippians 2, 3, and 4, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. Ouch. Each of you should not only look to your own interest, but also to the interests of others. We're supposed to consider others better than ourselves. I don't know if I've ever done that in my life. But God is, is saying to us, look, stop being selfish. Stop living for yourself. And start looking at the opportunities that God has placed in your life on a daily basis for you to make a difference. See, while Jesus was on this journey, he had a place where he was going so he was passing through Jericho, right? And he stopped, 
and he saw Zacchaeus, but then he told Zacchaeus, hey, come down because today, let's go have dinner. Like you, me, dinner, salvation, life's changed. Come on. And you know what? What we can learn from that moment of Jesus is that he was on a mission, he was on a journey, but he took a moment to detour, to make himself available for God to do something. He made himself available, even though he was on his way, even though he had a place to go. He opened his eyes, he saw somebody in need, and he made himself available to detour from the place that he was going so that he could impact someone's life. And today is the day that you can make a difference. See, Jesus isn't looking for the perfect. He's not looking for the qualified. He's looking for the available. And you might not have life figured out, and things might be jacked up for you. But God's just saying, look, are you available? Are you willing to do something? Are you willing to step outside of the plan for your day and to see what I've placed before you? Wherever you are in your life right now, you matter. You matter. Whatever road you're on, whatever path that you are walking on your journey to somewhere else, You can make a difference. See, Jesus was passing through, but he took notice and he made himself available. As a church, you know, the statement that encompasses everything that we do or believe is loving God, loving people, and showing it. And everything we do as a church is with that in mind. And I remember, well, actually, every Christmas Eve, as a church, after our Christmas Eve service, we go out and we go Christmas caroling in the bars. Could be weird to y'all, I don't know. But you know what, here's one of the things that we've recognized, is that during Christmas, suicide rates go up. Depression is running rampant. Because people have experienced loss, they're broken, and they're hurting in this time. And if we can do something as a church to go into a place where people might be hurt, lost, broken, desperate, then we will do that. And you know, I, w- I go every single year and it's always hard for me to go, to be honest with you. Because there are so many other things that I would rather be doing on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I'd rather be with my family, or I'd rather be driving to Bradenton to see my nieces and nephews, or I'd rather be doing so many different things than walking around singing with a horrible singing voice, Rudolph the red Nose ring. You know, and like, that's not, that's not what I wanted to be doing, to be completely honest with you. But I was like, God, I'll be available for what you want to do. And this past year, we we went and we were like going to all of these different places and we were singing and we had this big group of people and we had candles and the guitar and it's, once you get there, it's awesome. It's just getting yourself there. And like we have people that call every single year and say, are you coming? The bars call us and are like, you guys are coming, right? And so we show up 
at this one bar, and I'll never forget this, like we had finished singing our songs, and we have these little cards in a um, candy cane. And after we sing the songs, we go out and we just give people this little card that says, Merry Christmas, no strings attached, and with our phone number and our website, just in case if anybody needed anything, wanted anything, they could call us. And so afterwards, we're, we're going out to pass out these cards, and I see these two ladies sitting at the bar. And so I decide, okay, I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to talk to them. And I began to talk to them, and I said, hey, how are you guys doing? Merry Christmas, you know. And they're like, well, actually, it's just, it's, it's been rough. Um, their mom or their sister, I don't remember what, somebody was diagnosed with cancer. And cancer had been running rampant through their family, and just they've experienced death after death or tragedy after tragedy, and here it is happening again. And I said, you know what? I'm so sorry to hear that. I was like, can I, is it okay if I just pray for you real quick? And they were like, yeah, absolutely, that would be, that would be great. And I took both of their hands, and I began to pray for them. And I just prayed for peace, and I prayed for comfort, and I prayed for God to give them reassurance that he cared about them. And after I got done praying, I just I said amen, and I just gave them both a hug, and they hugged so tight. And they were like, thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for being here because this is exactly what I needed. Because I was in a desperate place. So thank you. And that night, I remember saying, God, I'll always be available. I'll always be available because this isn't about me. This isn't about my plans and what I want to do. And I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. But this is about the opportunities that you've placed in my life every single day to make a difference. So I just want to remind you guys that you matter. And when you're available to take maybe a detour from what you thought you were going to do that day, your detour could equal somebody else's destiny. We have to allow ourselves to be available for what God wants to use us to do. And we need to open our eyes, make ourselves available, and allow ourselves to detour from what we thought that day should look like. In Matthew 27 40, it says, The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters, you did for me. See, every single thing that we do for other people, whether good or bad, Jesus is saying, you're doing that unto me. Like your life is not for yourself. Like live it. Like you're living, like you're doing things for me. You know, another thing we, I noticed that as Jesus tells Zacchaeus, like, yeah, I'm going to your house. The people began to be like, he's going to his house? He's a sinner. Like, he doesn't deserve that. He doesn't deserve the time with Jesus. And they just began to talk, 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 talk. And there are people in our life that will, that will suck the life out of us by telling us, you're not making a difference. 
You shouldn't go help that person. You shouldn't give that money. You don't even have that money. You shouldn't stop and do that. You shouldn't try to pray with somebody at work. And there's constantly things. And sometimes the muttering just happens in our own mind. (laughs) That's my worst. It's right here. Like myself telling myself, Shayla, you shouldn't do that. You can't step out and do that. You're not going to make a difference. That's going to make them uncomfortable. And we begin to, to listen to those things. And see, Jesus didn't even pay attention to that. He just kept moving and was like, come on, Zacchaeus. So I think the next thing that we have to realize is that we have to quiet the noise. And we have to take action. We have to shut down all of that crap that comes into our head. And then we got to step out and do something. You know, Jesus told Zacchaeus that it was about him. He said, today, Zacchaeus, it's about you. And there are so many things in our life that drown out the opportunities that God wants to use you to make a difference in someone's life. And it's time that we shut that stuff down and take a step to do something. I remember years ago, TJ had preached a message at Bayside, and I don't even know what that message was. And he was telling me this story afterwards that he had gone to the gas station to get gas, and another pet peeve here, but he puts his credit card in there and pulls it out, and it says, see cashier. And you're like, really? I'm going to another gas station. And so he takes his credit card out, and he walks in, pays for his gas, and when he was walking in, there was a guy standing there, and he was, like, asking for money or something like that, and TJ just kind of walked past him, went in, paid his thing, comes back out. The guy's still there. TJ walks past him again, goes to his car, fills his car up with gas, and the whole time he's filling his car up with gas, he's feeling like, supposed to do something for that guy. And he's like, but God, But what if, like, I give him money and he goes and uses it for alcohol or drugs or, you know, that constant battle that we have inside when we're going to do something for someone, that muttering. And it was just so strong. And so TJ was like, fine, all right. So he walks up to the guy and he's like, what do you need? And the guy's like, I just need $10 to put some gas in my car so I can get home to see my family. TJ's like, okay, here's you know, here's $10. And the guy said, thank you so much, sir. I just saw you preach that message at Bayside. And I was wondering what you were going to do. People are watching how we live our life. What we say, if we actually walk what we talk, And I realized as TJ is telling me this story, if TJ wouldn't, if he would have allowed what was going on in his head to dictate his response, he would have never done it. And you know what? That guy might have walked away and said, I'm never going to church again. I don't trust pastors. They talk about something, but they don't ever do it. And it could have totally reshaped that man's view of God, of church, if he would have allowed that to sink in and dictate his response in that situation. We've got to quiet the noise in our head and take action. 
And I'm not saying that every single person that you walk past, like you have, oh, can I help you? Like, is there anything I can do? Or like this person's, like every five feet somebody's pulled over and their car's smoking that you have to stop. I'm just saying follow the promptings that God is placing in your heart. Follow what your heart is telling you to do. And if it's telling you you need to pull over and help that person, do it. Because your life matters. In Galatians, it tells us, For you've been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But do not use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus is saying, I didn't give you your freedom so that you could serve yourself. I set you free. I gave you life so that you could give life to other people, so that you could be a blessing to other people. See, Jesus told Zacchaeus that today I'm going to your house. He didn't say tomorrow or, you know what, when I pass back through, we'll get together, Zacchaeus. He said, today. I might be on my way somewhere, but you know what? I'll take tonight, and we will sit down at your table, and your life will be changed. He said, today. What do you guys need to do today? How does God want to use you today? What if we woke up every day and just decided to take action? What if we said, you know what, my marriage isn't the best. Things are messed up, but God, somebody needs what I have to say today. My life is completely a mess. My finances are a mess. My job isn't where I want it to be. But God, you want to use me today. And I might not have my life figured out, but you want to use me. Today, God wants to use your life to make a difference. I think if we really want to be people that make a difference, that do something in this world, then we have to remove two things from our vocabulary. And those two words are someday and almost. Because we can sit there all day long and say, someday, someday I will be ready Like, someday I'll be in a place where I can help people. Someday I'll make a difference. You know what? I'm almost there. My finances, they're almost in order, so I can, I'm almost at the place where I could give. I'm I'm almost at a place where things are under control and I can, I can serve at church. Almost. Can I tell you something? Jesus didn't almost die for us. He went all the way. He paid for our sin and our mistakes and our failures so that we could have freedom. And so that we can bring other people along on that journey so that we can matter to someone else. We need to stop, I mean, me included, Like I said, I am preaching to myself. Like, I have got to stop making excuses of why I can't stop and look at the opportunities that God has before me today. Because I like excuses. 
in John 13, 34, and 35, it says, A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. See, our life should speak for itself. How we treat other people, how we act, how we take notice of people that maybe we wouldn't normally take notice of speaks volumes. Can you imagine what this world would look, what this church would look like, what this community would look like if we lived selflessly? I think about this for myself all the time. What if I got up in the morning just to remind the people that I do life with that they matter? What if I woke up and decided today I'm going to bring hope to somebody that's hopeless? What if I decided that today I'm going to mend instead of rip? What if today I'm going to forgive that person that is totally undeserving? Or I'm going to provide for someone knowing that they could never return that to me? What would this church, this community, this world look like if we had people that lived selflessly? You know, I want to close with, with this story. And I love this story because I think it just sums up this message perfectly. And it's a story that I'm sure you've all heard, but I want to read it to you. It's the, the starfish story. And it says, while walking along the beach, an elderly gentleman saw someone in the distance leaning down, picking up something and throwing it into the ocean. As he got closer, he noticed that the figure was that of a young man picking up starfish one by one and tossing each one of them gently back into the water. He came closer still and he called out, good morning, may I ask what it is that you're doing? And the young man paused and he looked it up and he replied, throwing starfish into the ocean. The old man smiled and he said, I must ask then, why are you throwing starfish into the ocean? And to this, the young man replied, the sun is up, the tide is going out, and if I don't throw them in, they'll die. And upon hearing this, the elderly man observed, the elderly observed, and he commented. He said, but young man, do you not realize that there are miles and miles of beach and there are starfish along every mile? You can't possibly make a difference. And the young man listened politely. Then he bent down and he picked up another starfish and he threw it back into the ocean past the breaking waves and he said, I made a difference for that one. And I wanna ask you guys today, who are you making a difference for? Today is the day for you to decide that your life matters you guys can all just bow your heads and close your eyes. Maybe there's some of you out there this morning that as you're listening, you've realized, you know what? I have lived selfishly. There's a lot of things I'm doing in my life that revolve around me. And today I want to change that. Today, I want to make my life matter. 
And if that's you this morning, I just want to ask you to raise your hand because I want to pray for you. All across this place. Yes, I see you. I see you. I see you. Yes. 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 Thank you. Maybe there's also some of you guys out there that you've been running from God. You've drifted away. You've allowed just the cares of this world to overtake you. And today's the day that you say, you know what? I want to make a decision to come back and I want to surrender my life to God and I want my life to matter. I want to recommit that part of my life. If that's you this morning, will you slip up your hand? I want to pray for you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, that you created us with an incredible purpose. But God, not only that, that our life matters every single day that we live. That you have a way that you want to use us to influence people despite our own pain or our own insecurities or our own failures. God, you still are looking at us and you're saying, I see you and you matter. So God, we just make a declaration this morning that our life will matter. We will make a difference in the people around us. God, I lift up those people that are committing their life to you this morning, that that are saying, you know what, I haven't been living the way that I should, God, and today I surrender those things to you, God, and I choose to live for you. I choose to make my life matter. God, I pray that you would just continue to motivate, to encourage, to strengthen those people, to give all of us hope, to give all of us endurance, God, and eyes to see the things that are right in front of us. We thank you for your forgiveness and your mercy, God, and for a new day and a fresh start. And it's in your name that I pray. Amen. This is a Coastal Community Church podcast. For more information about Coastal Community Church, please visit coastalcommunity.tv. Thank you.